0: God, how many is glad for the promise that we have in Him? Amen. Do you believe that tonight? Do you believe that tonight? Do you believe that He's more than we need? Amen. He's more. Amen. Hallelujah. And I uh, praying last night, I was quoting that scripture in Ephesians where it says, That he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Amen. According to the power that worketh in us. Amen. Sometimes I like to make it personal. Amen. You are. Amen. How many believe that he is? Praise God. And as the song says, he's more than we need. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, so happy to see you here tonight. Would like for you to continue to pray for uh, Brother Frank Dryshar's family. Um, And uh, we are going to have a um, Celebration of Life service on the 23rd. That's a Sunday after Sunday school at 1 o'clock here at the church. So if you could come just to, uh, if you're able to, just to kind of be there for the family I'm going to miss him sitting right over there, right behind Sister Valerie. I think that's a pew, the one behind you is where he sat at. And I can remember coming up the aisle, tapping him on the shoulder, you know, patting him on the hand to acknowledge I was glad to see him here. And uh, uh, I uh, looked at uh, my wife. We missed him Sunday. And I said, well, he's probably with his family. This is Easter. Uh, but then after uh, Monday, when I got the call to come over to the house, the uh, officer called me, and he said, I think this is one of your members of your church. He kind of caught me off guard for a second, and I said, who is that? And he said, Frank Dreischarf, and I said, oh, yeah, Frank. And uh, so they were trying to figure out some things, and I talked to one of the sons, and and those. But here's what he posted on Sunday morning. Sunday morning. He was intended on coming to church. He had his clothes laid out. He's He posted this. He is risen. Happy Easter. What an awesome God we serve. Not knowing that a few moments later. He would go on from this life. Amen to the next. He loved the church. He loved the things of God. Even though he was new, amen, he was glad to be baptized and be able to, you never know, folks, don't give up on somebody. Okay? Don't give up on somebody. You know, I remember when Sister Clark's husband came and got baptized and received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Later on in life, Don't think that somebody that's in their 70s and 80s cannot receive the baptism of the Spirit of God because we know that he can. And that's what we're here for, and that's what we've been talking about. Last week, amen, we're talking about salvation. I want to address six steps of salvation. Turn to your neighbor and say, people have to hear this. Even though I won't go necessarily all the way in depth, I think that we all need to know this so that we can present the gospel of Jesus Christ to this world. And if you've been paying attention at all to the headlines of the news and what's been going on in our world today, it ought to shake us to our very core. Actually, I'm a firm believer that this house should be packed out tonight. Amen. And on Sunday morning and on Sunday night, I think we ought to have a parking problem. Every service that we come to, right? I think, I think we need to have a parking problem. I think we need to have a seat problem. Amen. I think, I think we need to realize that the day and hour that we live in demands that we not get so caught up with the cares of life that we forget our purpose and our calling and why we are here. Praise God. No matter how old or how young we are, it matters that we pay attention to what's going on. Praise God. So, uh, if you will, let's just raise our hands and I'm going to let you be seated. Lord God, we thank you for this opportunity once again, amen, to be in your house of worship. We thank you, Lord, for, amen, the time that we've had to lift you up and to sing unto you, amen, our hopes. And our aspirations and our prayers, knowing that you are the one and the only one, amen, that holds all the keys in your hand, amen, to what can transpire in our lives. So God, we pray and thank you. Bless this word tonight, amen. Let the anointing touch us and touch our ears to hear, our hearts open to receive in Jesus' name and everybody say amen, amen. Amen. Turn to somebody while you're being seated and just just say, I'm glad to see you here tonight. Well, this is not, it should not be old, an old word to us, amen, but it is an important word, amen, it's an important word, Uh, and uh, we must understand how important it is, studying these six steps of salvation, if uh, we look at it that way, and uh, we got to learn the importance And what it means to be born again of the water and of the Spirit. How many is glad? Amen. You've been born again of the water and of the Spirit. Understanding that man is a sinner. Pastor, we know that. Yeah, but do we really know it? How many remembers what you were like when you came to the Lord? How many remembers God saving you from that life and bringing you out of darkness into his marvelous light? Amen. And sometimes some of you have been in this way a long time, but don't ever forget where God brought you from. Amen. I will stand here tonight and tell you that I'm the, one of the luckiest people in this world. Amen. That I'm even standing here tonight. Amen. Because God's seen me in my situation as a young baby and somehow He orchestrated the path where I would get in a good apostolic Pentecostal preacher's home and be able to be raised in this. So I, I at one time didn't really understand it and didn't acknowledge it but the older I get the more I appreciate it and thank God for it because I'd look back and say where could I have been if it was not for the hand of the Lord? Amen. And sometimes I think we might take for granted that we're here we just like, whew, wow, thank God I'm here. But yet, sometimes we need, that, that needs to motivate us. Amen. In our walk with God. Man is, turn to your neighbor and say, man is a sinner. Amen. Tell him Jesus is our Savior. Amen. Tell him thank God for His grace and thank God for His mercy. Amen. And so we're going to take a look at, at the most important question, that uh, has ever been asked in Acts, the second chapter, if you will please, Acts 2, Acts 2, amen, praise God, Acts 2, we look at this passage of scripture and this basically is uh, the address that Peter gave on the day of Pentecost Following the upper upper room experience, and uh, he talks to them, and I will. You know the story, so we'll just pick it up in verse thirty-seven, and notice what it says here in thirty-seven. Now, when they were when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. Heard what? Verse thirty-six. Let the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made the same Jesus whom ye crucified, both Lord and Christ. After hearing that, they were pricked in their heart. That means that they were cut to the heart. And said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? What shall we do? Acts the 16th chapter and verse 30. This is Paul and Silas. They were in jail. When you read this chapter, you read about the conversion of the Philippian jailer. When you go over to chapter 16, Amen. Chapter 16 and verse. I think I'm going to pick up here. Uh, well, I got to get in the right chapter. Uh, let's begin. Let's begin in verse 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. When you break that out into the, uh, the interpretation of it, they prayed, they sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. In other words, they were praying, and they were singing hymns at midnight in stocks and bonds, beat up and bruised, right? Amen, Amen because they wanted them to stop preaching. In the name of Jesus. Now understand this tonight. Amen. That's why you and I should not be ashamed when we come in the house of God or wherever we are, where we begin to raise our hands and raise our voice and we sing and praise, sing praises unto God. Amen. Why is that? Because if we set the table, Amen, God will do something great. And that's why it says here, and suddenly there was in verse 26 a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open. And everyone's bands were loosed. Everybody's chains were loosed. The keeper of the prison awaking out of sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had fled. But Paul cried out, we call this the emergency gospel. But Paul cried out with a loud voice saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are here. Then he called for a light, ran in, came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? He said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house or your household. They spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in the house and he took the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized he and all his straightway. Amen. They heard, notice, they heard the word preached. And they were baptized. Amen. And they all had believed, right? Amen. Everybody say they believed. Hearing, believing, and being baptized is a consistent pattern in the book of Acts. How shall they believe if it's not preached to them? If we don't share the gospel. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Now this question has been asked uh, by thousands of people down through the years. But we have to remember that the word salvation in the Bible is there over 164 times. The Bible says, the Lord has made known His salvation. And the very first thing that you and I must do if we desire To be saved is, first of all, you have to believe. Amen. Amen. You have to believe in Him. You have to believe in Jesus Christ. So that's the first thing that we have to do. Number one, everybody say, I must believe. Amen. The writer says in Hebrews 11, without faith it is impossible to please Him, for he that comes to God must believe that He is. That's a problem with the world today. They don't believe that he is. Folks, we need to get shook up about some of this stuff because we're realizing that our values and our morals uh, uh, that we used to have a long time ago are quickly uh, uh, falling apart. Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, you'll see the the statistics out, and maybe I don't know if I read it before. Did I have I read that before the statistics? You might have seen it, but let me let me pull it up here real quick, Amen. And I will I will read it to you. I think I will at least. Uh, maybe I won't. Oh, there it is, Amen. These values are very important. Let's talk about religion. In 1998. Everybody thought, 62% of the people thought religion was very important, part of their values. Now, 39%. Patriotism, in 1998, it was 70% that people thought patriotism was very important, their values. Today, it's 38%. In 1998, 59% of the people thought having children was important or very important part of their values today, 30%. Now you say, well, what does that have to do? Well, it shows you that America is in decline when it comes to the values and morals that this country was established and created and built upon all those years ago. And it shows you that now we are, are finding ourselves in a battle with these forces that are trying to destroy our very culture as we have known it. But you and I need to realize that, hey, I will not, I must not turn loose of the very values that have been placed in my life. If you believe that tonight, clap your hands and praise Him. (laughs) Amen. So we realize that this question is very important, and we we have to get a hold of it with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, because salvation is important. Amen. And the Lord has made it known, and the Lord lets us know. Let me read this. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him, for He comes... For, for, for he that comes to God must believe that he is, amen, and what is he? He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, amen, that's important, but let me, let me read you another translation. Now, without faith, it is impossible to please God, since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists, and that he rewards those that seek him, folks. You can can listen to it today, and you're going to hear it every day. There's there's a new religion that is creeping up in America, and it's all humanistic. It's all about self. It's all about believing you are who you think you are. In other words, let me put it this way. When When God made creation, there was an order in which creation was made. Amen. A divine order. You need to you need to understand this tonight, because that that creative order that God set in place is under attack today. Because man, you want to see the statistics why it's taken a nosedive? Because man thinks they can supersede the Creator, and that they can change the creative order. They think they can be what they want to be or or what they think they are, but God says you can do what you want to do, but you can never change that creative order. I have a hard time praying, Pastor. Well, if you begin to understand where we're at, what we're going through, what time it is, amen, prayer is going to become a whole lot easier for you. Amen. So somebody say, praise the Lord. So you have to first believe that he is. You got to believe that he is. Amen. And if you will diligently seek him, you will find him. Right, amen. So we realize this. What must I do to be saved? Amen. I got to under first. I've got to believe. Amen. Let's go to Acts six thirty one. Amen. Notice what it says here. Paul, we, we talked about Paul and Silas being in jail. But what does it say? He gets to that point where it says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Believe, believe, believe. Everybody say, believe. believe. I gotta believe that he is. I gotta believe that he that, that that he is. We just came through Easter weekend. Amen. He rose again from the grave. Amen. He rose again. Amen. The enemy messed up. They 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 crucified the Lord of glory. Amen. And he took authority over that. He took the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Amen. What's Mark 16 and 16 say? Amen. When you get into, into chapter 16 of the book of Mark, what, what does he tell us? Amen. First of all, verses 1 through 8, he talks about the resurrection, right? We see the resurrection in the story of Mark. The second thing, verses 9 through 13, Jesus appears to his disciples after the resurrection. And verses 14 to 18, Jesus commissions the 11. Verses 19 and 20, we read about the ascension. Amen. Read the story. Let me read verse 16 for us tonight. Here's what it says. He he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be what? Say it again. What? Shall be damned. And in other words, if you don't believe, you're doomed. Why? Because you first must believe. Verse 20 says, But wilt thou know, O, o vain man, thou faith without works is dead. I'm talking about in, in James 2, 19 and 20. Got it kind of lost here. No, no, notice this in James 2, verses 19 and 20. You that believe, believe there is one God. Everybody say, one God. He said, you do well. The devils also believe that there's one God. And they tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead. First of all, understand, he's establishing something here. When he says, the demons, the devils, Satan himself believe that there's one God and he trembles. That's what stirs me up in our day and time is because so many in our day and time uh, do nothing about that. And and if if, 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 if one does nothing to enact their knowledge of God, then he is worse than the demons. Don't get quiet on me. If you don't enact the knowledge of God... You are worse than the demons. Why? He said why. Because they believe. And they tremble. The problem we have in America now. I'm just dealing with America. And a lot of places in the rest of the world. Is they don't believe. They don't fear God. They don't believe in God. Therefore they don't fear God. They believe more of the the humanistic or. Or the, uh, 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 you, know, that, you know, where they are more in control. They are like God. They are, and, and who, who, who began that process early on? He was going to put his throne up on the mountains. He was going to ascend, and he was going to be uh, like God. And God says, no. Sinner, sin has entered in. And therefore, you cannot be here anymore. And he expels him. They believe. And they tremble. Don't, 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 don't look at this so lightheartedly that, that you don't realize that, that that part of your salvation is very important. You must believe. The very first thing, when you hear the word of God, something strikes a chord in your soul and you believe, you feel the presence of God and you believe that he is. But if you do nothing to enact that knowledge, that's why people, they'll say today, you'll say, they'll say, I don't believe in God I, I think it I don't say it but I will but in my mind I will say one day you will one day you will but it'll be too late for you one day you'll believe but but on the other side of that as they would say there's no coming back you see, the very first stop of, 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 of the salvation journey is having faith in Him. So we, we, turn to your neighbor say us, we need to believe that Jesus is, how many believes that He is your only hope tonight? Do you believe that? He's our only hope? Amen. How many believes that He can take away your sins? How many believes in the Easter message how many believes the blood was shed for your sins? To make an atonement, to redeem us. Amen. So we have to understand that. We need to have, we need to know that he's our only hope and he can wash away our sins. Amen. How? Just, you just got, you got to, first of all, you gotta believe. Everybody say, I must believe. Amen. What is what, what what is that old song? You shall you shall receive if you believe? There's not a trouble or care. Amen. The good Lord can't believe. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. Right? Do you believe that? Yes. Do you believe God has not changed? Yes. We change, but God doesn't change. Amen. So, so uh, uh, you know, if all who do is, is if, it, if they just believe, if that's it, then we are at the very same level as the devil. Well, that's powerful, Pastor. Why do you say that? For, we just read a second ago that the devil also believes, and he trembles. So we got, we got to go beyond that. You know, but Howard, we've, we've had people down through the years. I mean, I've, I've been raised in this, so I know this to be true, where people would grip the back. Do you know the, 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 the power of God and the, the convicting power of God would be so strong in services that people would get a hold of the backs of the pews? And they would grip the backs of the pews trying to resist coming to the altar. I, I don't think we understand that today. We, we don't understand that the, that, that what the power of God wants to do where that conviction comes so strong. That people, amen, are trying to resist it. To, amen. And I'm so glad that some people left their pew, came to an altar. They believed and they felt it. And they, they felt the wooing of the Spirit of God. We need to pray for that kind of conviction to hit the church today. We we need to pray, God. We need to pray, amen. When they hear the word of God, like these that were there, they were pricked in their heart. They were cut to their heart. What must we do to be saved? So we need to pray for every minister that gets in this pulpit to preach the word of God. Every worship uh, singer that sings and every instrument that's played uh, that the anointing of God would come come on them that they will sing with passion uh, and conviction uh, about what they are singing about or preaching about. That it would go forth and that conviction would rest upon the people. And they would see their their need. uh, Amen. And they would believe. I don't know about you, but I'm longing for that, that type of atmosphere. Folks, we got to have it. We have to have it. In the day and time we live in, as a child of God, turn to your neighbor and say, we got to get stirred up about this. we got to get stirred up about this. Amen. Everybody you see out in the world and even in your family understand, uh, amen, that, that, that our hope is in Jesus Christ. Uh, and if it's in this world uh, or in, in the humanistic ideas of this world, We don't have hope. We don't have hope. Somebody say praise the Lord. Amen. I'm getting too too excited on Wednesday night. Hallelujah. You got to believe. But you got to do more than believe. Because the devil believes. Let me tell you something right now. When the word of God goes forth, amen, you can believe and you can tremble. And you can shake, and you can feel that conviction of God on you, but then you've got to step out and go further than that. You have to stop and say, you know what, I'm in the presence of a holy God. I need to confess my sins. Do you believe that tonight? Do we still believe in that? Oh, let's clap our hands and praise Him. We got to stop for that moment. Amen. I can believe but if that's all it is, I'm going to walk out the same way that I came in. But i got to understand that at that moment when I'm, when I'm standing or I'm sitting or I'm kneeling in the presence of God, a holy God, I must confess my sins to that holy God. That's the second thing. Everybody say confess. Amen. John 1.9 says this. 1 John 1.9 says this. If we confess our sins, he, He's what? Everybody say he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from some of our unrighteousness for a little bit of our unrighteousness. Everybody shout all. All of our unrighteousness. Amen. But first of all, we have to understand we got to repent. We got to confess our sins. And when we do that, He is faithful and He is just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Proverbs 28, 13, what's it tell us? It says, he that covers his sins shall not prosper. He that covers his sins shall not prosper. It's pretty astounding. It's just pretty much out there in the face. Sometimes we don't see what God wants to do in our lives because we've got to a place to where we're trying to cover those shortcomings and those failures up. But he said, if you cover it up, your sins, you don't prosper. But whosoever confesses and forsakes them shall have mercy. How many, how many is glad that you have the avenue of repentance and confession to God? Right? Are you glad for that? And then we come to him. And we can, we, Lord, I'm sorry, man, I messed up. You know, you, but, and the Bible says if you will do that, he is faithful and just to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. We need to pray that way. God, let your convicting power come in this place so strong that people will feel that need, amen, to, to let God begin to to begin to confess and repent and tell God they're sorry for, for, for their sins and the things that are in their life, amen, and understand that if they do that, He is faithful and just to forgive them and cleanse them. I'm challenging us tonight Amen. to that to that prayer place. Amen. Of intercessory, of prayer, of crying out to God. Amen. Calling on the name of the Lord. Lord, we want you to powerfully move in our services. Amen. To where to where, amen, the singers and everybody that's involved, amen, become overpowered in, the, in your presence. That your anointing will begin to flow as we sing and raise our hands and talk to Him. That it would flow. Amen. I Confess. In fact, you know, sometimes when you're kind of covering things up, you feel better when you repent. Amen. 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 Not, not not Sometimes. All the time, you will feel better when you repent. Amen, amen. So, you cover it up, you won't prosper. But if you confess and forsake them—that's a key word. Everybody say forsake. Amen. If you do that, you'll have mercy. You have mercy. Romans in the in the tenth chapter, amen, verse nine. Notice what it says: If you confess with your mouth. The Lord Jesus Christ, and shall believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So, understand confession. It is impossible to please God and be saved without confessing your sins. What, okay, what does the word confess mean? It just simply means tell, make known, acknowledge to God, right? Amen. You don't have to tell your neighbor or anybody else. He just says, talk to me. Amen. If you will confess, if you, that's, that's what it's all about. Amen. Acknowledge in God. Declare faith in, in Him. Admit. Admit one's faults. That's a humanity failure. Why? Because, you know, within us, we don't like to admit... That we're wrong. In fact, if you're in a situation sometimes and, and you're wrong and, 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 and in that conversation, sometimes you'll bow up. Even though you know you're wrong, you'll bow up and you'll try to become argumentative about it. You can't do that with God. You've got to humbly come before Him and you've got to confess Amen. Why? Because you just need to thank Him that His convicting power comes on you and you know, okay, i got to change this or change that or change something else, right? Amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, I know it's true. I know it's true. I know it's true. Confess. And the last thing for tonight is repentance. Repent of our sins. Luke 13 3 says, I tell you nay, but except ye repent, ye shall likewise perish I tell you nay but except ye repent ye shall likewise perish in fact Acts 17 30 part B of that that scripture says but now God commands all men everywhere to repent it's a command it's not a suggestion It's not like if you feel like it. It's not like that that you have a choice. You do have a choice, but it's not like salvation for salvation you don't have a choice. Being right with God, you don't have a choice. He commanded all men everywhere to repent. Repent. Amen. Repent. Everybody say repent. Turn your neighbor right now and say repent. Repent of your sins. Repent of those things in your life that are dragging you down. 2 Peter 3:9. Bible says the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but in long suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Amen. He's long suffering. How many is glad you have a long-suffering? Lord, in your life, mm-hmm. I'm as glad that he said, "I'm not willing that any should perish." I want everybody to repent. He's not willing that anybody go to hell. In fact, he's been over backwards, if I might say, to to afford people the opportunity to make things right with him. Right. I mean, why in the world would He robe Himself in flesh and come and die, go through that grueling time? We just went Palm Sunday, that week alone, if you, if you study it out and you, and you realize all of the pain and suffering that happened just in a few short period of days. One day, they're all palm branches, uh, Hosanna, Hosanna, and then a few days later, they're saying, crucify Him, crucify Him. Give us Barabbas! Crucify Jesus. In a matter of a few days. You see, folks, in our human nature, we can go from one extreme to the other or one, one place to the other in a short period of time if we're not careful. We can go from a Sunday night or, or Wednesday night or Sunday or whenever and a prayer meeting, whatever. We can be in tune with God and we can be praying and seeking the face of God, right? And then all of a sudden, in a matter of moments, we can be. We're all human, right? We have emotions. We have certain things that trigger us, if I could say it that word, and makes us. But he said, look, amen, understand this. I'm long-suffering to you. I will be there for you for this certain period of time and there's hope right but you got to come to repentance so let me end with this when we when when you when we when i when other people experience true repentance amen when that happens to you you will and how many can attest to this you will feel extremely sorry that you have displeased a holy god Let me put it to you this way. Sometimes we say we're sorry, but we really don't mean it. We say we're sorry because we were caught. Right? Can you remember when you were a kid? And, and you know, finally mom and dad figured you out and you knew, okay, I'm fixing to get a whooping. And if we turned the tears on and we, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, we thought that they would... Okay. Oh, I feel sorry for. No, no, you know, we just okay. All right. No, usually they popped your backside. Why? Because they didn't want you to forget. How many got that pop every now and then? Did you? Did anybody else get that pop besides me? Yeah. Hey Amen. What's that pop all about? It's an educational process. They are teaching you. Right? Today, they don't operate that way anymore. In fact, today, if you did it, somebody called the, you know, call the law enforcement and they'd come take you to jail or come and check you out. I, my opinion, everybody say pastor's opinion. Pastor's opinion, pastor's opinion is, that's why we got the problems we got today. We get them we get them all these games, they get on these games, they start playing these games, and their minds full of these games and, and all this social media and all this kind of stuff. And 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 you read the news today and, and they realize, okay, some of this has backfired on us. Now we got real problems. We got real problems now. Because there are people that are acting out. These games have have so much de- desensitized them about humanity in life that they act that out in real life. So when you experience true repentance, you're going to feel extremely sorry that you displease God because true repentance will cause a change in your way of thinking and your lifestyle you will turn around. You will go in a different direction. You'll go in the direction of God. Amen. In other words, Amen. you will hate what God hates and you will love what God loves. Yes. That's what it's all about, right? Yes. A transformation. Church, let me tell you something right now. We need to educate ourselves in this. Why? Because if you don't hate what God hates... And if you don't love what God loves, you're on a detour. You, 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 you're on a different pathway. That's what, that's what Christians today, I get really confused sometimes when I hear some of the things that people talk about. When they start talking about what's going on in the world and they, they, they just kind of give in to it as though, well, you know, that's just the way people are. No, no. Amen. God hates sin. And the only way you can get relief from the bondage of sin and the chains of sin is by believing that he is, confessing to him, and repenting. You believe that tonight? Let me sing it again. I won't sing it. Let me say it again. If you believe, you shall receive. There's not a trouble or care the good Lord can't relieve. Oh, he is just the same today. All you have to do is trust and pray and believe. You must believe. Let's stand together. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I want you to raise your hands right now in closing and let's pray and say, God, let this word, amen, let it let it let it strike a chord in my life. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you. Amen. We thank you for the hope that we have in you. We thank you, Amen, that you are able to wash us and cleanse us if we confess and if we repent. Amen. God, it's your message. Lord, it is is the truth of your word that changes our lives. And I pray, God, tonight, amen, that that we that are here and those that might be watching uh, by internet, Lord, and whoever this might touch, I pray, God, that we will purpose in our heart to never let anything separate us from you. Amen. That, That if anything creeps up in our life, God, that we will immediately, amen, talk to you about it and confess it, Lord, and repent of it, Lord God. And I pray for those that that have not found their way uh, to this uh, message yet, God, that you that, that your people, your saints, amen, would be alive in you to the point that when the opportunity or the door opens, uh, that you would give us wisdom, that we would walk through that door, amen, with a message to them. Uh, like the, uh, uh, the early uh, apo- disciples and apostles, they, they would speak boldly your truth. So, God, I pray... Amen. Let us cast off fear and doubt and unbelief. And Lord, let us pick up the mantle of your word. Amen. And take our personal experience and and, and begin to walk with it and speak a word unto people that they might know that there's a God that loves them. And no matter what's going on in the world, amen, that you are still the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You still have all authority in heaven and earth and you have not changed and your word has not changed. And so I pray, God, tonight, touch us, anoint us, go with us, lead us, and guide us, and everybody say, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God bless you. Uh, Tomorrow night, we have our our seniors. Sister... uh,